Okay, welcome to the whistle. It's your boy Gibbs, and let's get things kicked off right now. What a weekend with football we got, and football is back. The fans are buzzing. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And where else to start than the match of the week? The match of the week that is Tottenham taking on Man City, and Spurs got one over Man City, and Nuno got one over Pep Guardiola. Well. I, I when I saw the result, was it a surprise to me? Yes, it it was because I had said that City are my title favorite. But what were the lessons from the game about City that we do not know? They need a striker. Mendy isn't good enough. This is repetition. This is deja vu for City. In terms of the problems, have they addressed it? They got in a hundred million pound midfielder. Great. Did City need more creativity? Were, were City a team that lacked creativity? The answer is no. Is Grealish a good addition? The answer is yes. And I would say Grealish is like you have um, a family of six. You have a family of six and you want to buy a car. You guys have been saving money and you go ahead and buy an Ashton Martin rather than buying a. Uh, what is this? An RV. Why buy an Aston Martin that is in the family car? It's fast, it's beautiful, it's nice, it's sexy, it's, it's a nice to have, it's not a priority. The priority is an RV. That is Jack Grealish for Man City. The priority for City is a center forward and probably sorting out Benjamin Mendy because I feel they do not have a top quality left back. And they should have looked at that over the summer. It's another area that has been exposed today. And Son Yuming used that to cap- capitalize on the goal. And we could go ahead and start criticizing City and saying why they could not win the game and why they failed to perform properly. Because they did not perform to up to standard and they were not up to standard today and failed to take their chances and they didn't to be fair they didn't create a lot of chances and i was really disappointed because pep did start Grealish and gunduan and fernandino so it was a solid enough midfield against let, let's just look at the lineup so jafet tanganga started started off as um uh, a right back which he did play very well against Ryan Sterling, which I'm disappointed with him considering his Euros form. Coming back, I thought he would be right there with the best back to what we loved of Ryan Sterling, driving our players, being a goal threat. But another question I want to ask to Pep Guardiola. Why does he not start Gabriel Jesus? Why does he want to overthink it and play a false nine in Ferran Torres? How bad is Jesus that he can't get a starting starting place for City against Tottenham against a fairly average centre back partnership of Demison Sanchez and Eric Dyer? Why do you have to start a false nine and your squad has to look into investing in the striker? When I feel like Gabby Jesus, I agree he's not a top poacher, but he's a very very good striker and one that a lot of sides will appreciate and love to have. Well, rather, Pep starts with Ferran Torres, who doesn't get involved in the game that much, but he gets kept in, shift position. Later, Pep brings on Gabriel Jesus, who can't do much at the end. Kevin De Bruyne comes on. 
and you see their problems with city which i look at they create their own problems and they add to their problems rather than simplifying it where there's some headaches which they should have addressed and gotten the rv the, the, the rv the analogy i used in getting an rv rather than ashton martin which they do not need is nice to have not the priority and i think in football we do see this a lot with teams that do have money and they could always flex their financial strength and get nice to have but not a priority and that Grealish and I fear for Grealish would this bring around criticism if City fail to get a striker and they're still my favourites without without Kane with Kane I still feel they have enough to win the league but it's games like this imagine this was a Champions League game against PM teams with greater quality like Bayern Munich for example or if they do face PSG can City be allowed to take leverage in the formation and not have a team like lacking that finisher who takes the chances in tight games where they face teams with almost equal quality with them or even greater quality with them do City have because they are losing to a Spurs side who let's be honest another day City maybe if they play better they could have won this game but Spurs they were brilliant I was really impressed with Oliver Skip and Hoybier in the midfield well Pierre-Hemi Hoybier Hoybier well his name really nice to say I was really impressed with um, Jung Ming Son, Lucas Mora played very well. I think Dele Alli showed flashes of how good he is or, or can be. So Spurs for them, congratulations. Three points on the board, on the board which like we, we didn't expect this from Spurs. Obviously, most people were expecting them to not win against City considering this quality that City have. The investment they have made in squad over the summer but i think it's nice for spurs to win and for nuno to to get that fan feeling back because i think wins like this really boost fan morale and get the fans right beyond you with you at and that was Spurs did and funny funny they removed Mourinho because they feel it's too defensive i think nuno did do a Mourinho tactic in the fact that he was honest with himself and he sat back and sitting back against City is it a crime? No. Is sitting back a crime? No. It's a tactic and it's up to you as a club to accept it if it does bring great success and does bring trophy. Do Tottenham eventually accept they are not as good as other top teams and maybe have to sit back and wait for moments like that and errors and defend properly and be solid and do the three seed which is compactness consistency and confidence do you think they need to approach that or rather just be one of the um, or just try and attack and lose or be sensible and pick your moment because i think football when your team lack the attacking dynamism of other teams and ability to control games i feel like you should always look at other ways to beat teams which sometimes involves you sitting back and being composed and compact and confident when you get the ball to create chances and be clinical because I feel the clinicality of Spurs were taking their chances which was one chance for Yung Ming Song who it wasn't really a chance per se but Song with his quality half chances are like are like big chances for very good players like Son who has shown again that he loves the club he loves the football fan and wants to be part of there and I feel they should really appreciate that from him because he's one of those top players who can give more to Tottenham 
rather than focusing on players that do not want to stay and interestingly that's Harry Kane and how Harry Kane could be the answer for Man City's dilemma in center forward area and could be Tottenham's gateway to maybe investing in their squad because we have seen when Tottenham lost Garbell they didn't invest properly if this move for Kane goes through should how do Tottenham invest money who do they sign what they do with the money which contract should be extended so Tottenham they do have to look at this deal as a potential lifeline for them to invest in a better squad and obviously get the team moving and like just end this is Kane staying or going because I feel like if they do that they do have would have a better season to know if Kane stays or go rather than keeping the meter in this form of dilemma then another game which took place was um, United who City's rivals United my team they took on Leeds within 5-1 played very well obviously to be honest when I saw the City lineup at first um, sorry did I say City I mean when I saw the United lineup at first I was like why why social why do you have to start McFred come on Come on, I thought we were better than that. I heard things that Tosha planning to play with in a 4-3-3. And to be fair to Solskjaer, he did do that. He did not do that, sorry. He did not do that. But the intent was there on... He did set his team as a 4-2-3-1. But we saw Pogba kind of drop deep. McTominay played box to box. Fred played at the sitter. So it was more of a that midfield diamond. Then there was rotation between um, Bruno and Pogba, and it was a very interesting way of setup. I feel like they do need to play Pogba and Bruno together for them to get the best out of the squad. I feel Dan James was poor today. I honestly do not understand his development at United and why he continues to be kept when I feel like they could probably find a way to sell James and maybe invest in the squad. I feel like instantly Jaden Sancho is going to take his place. I think McTominay, I was... McTominay, I'm not the biggest fan of McTominay and I've said it in different football chats and talks and group chats and meetings and interaction personally with people i'm not his biggest fan but i'm not an hypocrite and i would not say he's bad because he has good traits in him and what are mctominay's strengths running from box to box being strong so i do look at mctominay as a very good box to box midfielder can he be a dmf i don't know yet i don't feel he can because of his passing range and passing ability can fred be a dmf no he's good pressing he but his positioning is bad like Leeds did have some chances like the island shot we did he did score i think fred could have covered better and could have probably prevented alien from getting that space to shoot and lead scoring but we cannot look at the negative and hide the positive because the positive is united they are actually fitter than what i thought they were at the beginning of the season considering our preseason games and Solskjaer, even he said that mctominay is an absolute beast of a performer because he didn't have much of a preseason but to put in a shift like that 
I still want to see Donny van der Beek play more. Sancho came on, crowd was amazing. But the best part of the game was not the actual game, but the presentation of Rafael Varane. What a presentation for a World Cup winner, Champions League winner, being presented like that to the Old Trafford crowd. It got the fans excited and buzzing. And we saw the importance of fans in stadiums like Old Trafford. And you saw the aggression from the United team straight on. They were ready to fight and die for the fans. So you love to see that in United. Um, Chelsea took on Crystal Palace in the weekend's game as, lo- as well as um, Liverpool. Liverpool who did start off with Jota, um, Mane and Salah. Jota scored. Salah was fantastic. Made two assists. Um, Firmino came off the bench to score. So Liverpool, they were brilliant against Norwich. Same old Norwich. Very open, easy to play against. Can defend can pass the ball but in the final third aren't really top quality and they do not know how to defend so they suffer from both sides so I do feel, still feel Norwich would go down this season um, while um, Chelsea they played with Trevor Shalabar the two they did play with their Spanish wing back with James and Ben Chilwell were rested so that showed that Chelsea he did not play with the strongest lineup like I did say a lot of people expected Romelu Lukaku to start but he did show that um, he doesn't want to rush team him straight into the team considering he hasn't really had a preseason with the team or a proper training session well, I, I I didn't really talk a lot about it, but I think Patrick Vieira, he has showed what he's trying to do with Christopher and the fact that he wants them to be more attacking and very open. And I felt that they suffered from that because usually under Roy Hudson, they played a more defensive compact game and Wilfred Zaha played to um, kind of kind of be the only player without real defensive work. But I saw a lot of open Christopher trying to be fluid. Would they suffer from this considering the big style of play difference? We saw that when Frank the Ball came in and they did revert back to hiring Roy Hudson with Brawabada stability. Can Crystal Palace really go to the next step? That is the question for them because I feel like it's not easy to tackle shift from being defensive minded kind of club to becoming an attacking more open teams and we've seen teams want to play expansive football eventually lose their place in the Premier League because they feel they're bigger than what they have we have seen it with Stoke City when they they dissed Tony Pulis and went for um, Hughes which is more of an attack minded coach and at the end of the day they did suffer from that because they did not have the player it was not in their DNA so we would see with Vieira I hope he comes good for him and on, um, as well as Aston Villa and Watford and Watford were brilliant obviously to my frustration because I had Martinez and goal in my FPL but you know what Watford all praise to the coach well I do still feel be the first coach to get sacked whether winning or not because we've seen this with Watford before hit form early late periods of the winter my guess I think he's him of Vieira that might get sacked first that's my prediction for um, a coach that might get sacked but I I was really impressed with Warford um, they played with a lot of courage got into the faces of Aston Villa who I do feel Aston Villa they will gel together considering the signings they made recently so it does take time to play well but 
It's with Aston Villa panic too much, you know. I think they shouldn't go into panic station, they should calm down. Ings did score at least, so there's a lot of good things I expect for Aston Villa. And um, finally, Arsenal, who did kick off the Premier League against Brentford, and Arsenal, they were actually quite poor. And I saw the post match. Um, post-match reaction from one of Arsenal's legends, Ian Wright, and he was just like, like he couldn't believe what he was watching. Was this an Arsenal team or a second division team? Because you could Brentford look the better team. You, if you did not watch football, you think Brentford are the Arsenal and Arsenal are the Brentford, particularly by in terms of the history and how rich they are. But Brentford fans were brilliant. Got the team moving. I think Serge Canos is going to be a fantastic player for Brentford, and it was interesting how a wing back played as a number ten, played as a right winger, as a left wing. He had the freedom of the pitch, and I think that that um, position, that formation, kind of tricks people to think, okay, he's just going to be a normal, normal wing back crosses the ball can get forward but no I think Thomas Frank is more intelligent than that he loves a good attacking team they did that in the first half obviously Arsenal did cry and press in the second half but Arsenal there wasn't a lot of good reviews especially Ben White and Pablo Mari which were they were absolutely terrible I have to be honest like they weren't strong enough physically and I knew they might suffer from that against Ivan Tony, who is a bully of men, very strong, Omwebe, who is as well strong and quick. I felt like he could play a back three, Hector Bellerin not even playing, um, Sergio Suarez not even playing. So they did have right backs, I wonder why Atleta chose to play um, um, Chambers, which... If he did want to play Chambers, why not play Chambers in the back three and maybe play Kirincheni and fall back to give your team that wit against them to match them probably? Arsenal, I see a lot of people criticizing Arteta, but we do look have to have to look at board and have they backed him enough with quality players or subpar players? Because you look at Sami Lokonga, good player, but is he really going to take Arsenal to the next level? No. Um, they gave him a new contract, so that is a good for him. And uh, Saka and Tierney, those are the standout players. But Ben White, is he really the best centre-back money could find? Are they better centre-back? Was it the easier decision? Was it easier to com- convince considering Arsenal's position? The fact they're not in Europe, they haven't been back the law. And Jacka staying captain in the club. Pepe failing up to live to expectations. So they're a lot of problems that Arsenal do have and I feel like the owners aren't helping Arteta's cause by not backing him and giving him the right kind of players he needs to maybe play a different brand and style of football which he would desire as a club like Arsenal rather than being left with subpar players because let's be honest this is the most average Arsenal squad I have seen in ages and um, Arsene Wenger has had some bad bad squads like not very good squad but yet they feel like this Arsenal squad yesterday they did lack fight they lacked quality tactically I think Ateta got a lot wrong he has to admit that so so it, it was really f- um, bad it was bad it was bad I really felt sad for Arsenal because they are a big team and they should play better and their fans deserve better but if this is where they are going to I feel like it's like the Titanic, great big ship, 
but now it's sinking and it's gonna be sad and he's gonna be jack and rose departing so there are a lot of things that arsenal need to improve they have so many problems they have the transfer window open can with their owners investing i hear they're interested in udugard another player which i say he's good boy is he gonna up their levels or is it just uh, easy signing they can make cheap wants to come is comfortable not playing in europe comfortable for them not gonna cut them a lot of money so we look at that from arsenal perspective and look at are they aiming to come back to europe and the top four because i think that's the great challenge for them not the title and that's sad how a club like arsenal they are not aiming for the title but rather just playing in europe again that's what they want and that even looks like a challenge for them already okay Well, I okay. Another interesting topic we did on go is the falling of the La Liga giants, the new era of La Liga without Lionel Messi and Sergio Ramos for both sides, Barca and. Real Madrid. Real Madrid did take on Alaves and Barca took on Real Sociedad on Sunday evening. Nice win for both sides. Both sides did score for impressive. I think Mark Brightway was a stand-up performer. Memphis Depay was brilliant and Barca, this is the new era and we have to look at the first ever team that are going to play without Lionel Messi start of the season not even in the squad so it was very interesting how Barca were going to line up Memphis Depay obviously taking that number nine Sergio Aguero was in the stands watching his team due to this injury that he got so I I looked at it and I was thinking Memphis Depay could he could the Messi living be a blessing in disguise for Memphis Depay considering he's a player which I see he wants to be the main man wants to be the talk of the team wants to be the person carrying this team and play him with Messi would it have worked out would would he be comfortable being second playing second fiddle to Messi obviously a lot of good players do it and they smile what do you want to do you are not as good as Messi but now he's going to be the centerpiece of Barca and Koeman knows how to get the best out of Memphis Depay. I think Anton Griezmann had a good game. So Barca, they are good, but um, I feel defensively they could improve. They consider two against a fairly good um, Real Sociedad side, but I feel Barca, there's more to come from them. I think Frankie de Jong and Pedri are the future for Barker. Barca, considering um, um, Pjanic leaving. I think Marin Pjanic, the way he left, I felt was bad for... Because I do look up to certain players and he's one of those players that I really like. But the way he left showed that he did lack drive and ambition for, for the club. And obviously, it's disappointing when you see players leave like that. Um, why for Real Madrid? They, they did play well against Alaves. They started with Garbil and Hazard. Two rejects of... Zidane and they're coming back um, well I think if you look at it how you could look at Madrid win you could always say that well why did Madrid go for Cancelotti because he was easy to convince he knows the club he knows the fans the fans like him has good relationship with them and finally you could think of it 
He's one of those coaches who will not demand much for the Madrid board to sign certain players. But for this season, it can be there. And maybe next season, Madrid looks at getting a better coach or a younger coach with better ideas and or rewarding him for if he does very well this season. So for him, is a win, no a win and is a win-win situation for both sides. Him getting manage the best club, the club that he does really like in La Liga and in Europe, one of the best areas he did have in his uh, managerial career and for Madrid, it's about reviving players and using players who they weren't able to sell in the form of guard building, the hazard, can they get the best out of them, the final legs they do have Eden Hazard particularly he didn't make an assist for Benzema who scored a couple of goals obviously another interesting part was the fact that Alaba played in as his normal position as left back rather than playing at the centre back position which he was converted in is this how Real Madrid plan to utilize him or would he play in a centre back at the point depending on the, the team and maybe because of the lack of options obviously he got to look in so we do have to analyze that and look at Real Madrid, where I think they will finish. I think Madrid will. F- I think Madrid are gonna be Atle- um, Atletico Madrid toughest opponent. Atletico Madrid, who did take on Celta Vigo, played very well. One two one, Mario Hermoso and Hermoso getting a red card. Hugo Malo getting a red card for uh, um, Atletico Madrid. I feel with Atletico Madrid, they will. They will mm, they might win the La Liga again. They might defend their title. They didn't really lose any important player. Actually, they did strengthen with the signing of Rafa. Luis Suarez came on. So, Atletico Madrid, they did play it interestingly a 3 1 4 2 formation. So, I think it's something that he had been planning to use, especially to utilize Saul, who had been linked with moves away to Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and as well as surprisingly to Bayern Munich. So, he planning to utilize him in such a way is an interesting way uh, of how Atletico Madrid plan this season to play without particularly without any specialist fallback. So that does look interesting, particularly with the fact that they do not want to sell Kieran Trippier and Renan Lodi. They did, they did come on for the other players, but it did. Is this Atletico what they are planning to do, or is it just a tactical tweak which he tried because certain players might not be as fit as he might want them to be, and was a very important game that they got all three points. Um, Sevilla re- beating Real Valcano four uh, 0 So La Liga is going to be very interesting this season. I really hope Barca play very well because I I I I want. I'll see a good title race and I want to see the best of the best football back in La Liga and in the Champions League so you do want to see that and you do want to see how this club will progress both La Liga Spanish Giants I hope they have learned from excessively spending and maybe looking at projecting for the future rather than spending on the now and I think that it teaches other teams to be careful and cautious with the way they spend and inflate the market obviously I feel like, in general, I think both teams are going to have a very interesting season with this new era for them. I think it's going to be interesting to watch out for them. Um, some quick hits now. Erling Haaland still on fire in the Bundesliga. 
scoring two, assisting three. Well, Haaland, 61 goals in 62 games for Borussia Dortmund. He's brilliant. As well as Giovarena took on my boy Shet Sancho and made him proud by scoring. Obviously, Dortmund, my favorite Bundesliga team, always producing talent, always giving players a chance. Um, obviously, Bundesliga, it is not normal when you see Bayern Munich drawing. So, I think Dortmund, this could be their year to actually win the Bundesliga because Bayern Munich, there are a lot of talks concerning keeping players that are very important for them. Contract thought, Bayern Munich do not want to adjust their wage, their wage structure and give certain players higher amount the which they are demanding because it does leave to a shift in their payment structure which Lewandowski is their highest pay player with around £350,000 and some players want to equal that, some players want even more than that and Bayern Munich, they do not believe in that and that left to the loss of Alaba as well as a few other players and do you think it might lead to the loss of a player like, like uh, Goretzka and... Joshua Kimmich who is happy to sign a contract but do you think it will lead, lead to that at the end of the day so we have to look out for that I think um, RB Leipzig um, I talked about March Jesse March RB Leipzig's new coach the American from Red Bull Salzburg I think he he lost to um, Mainz I just want to take a view at their lineup now well they did play with Andrew Silva. He did sign from Eintracht um, Frankfurt. They didn't really play particularly well, and they lost to Mainz, for which will be big for them, considering confidence and avoiding the drop to the second division of the German league. And finally, my FPL reaction. Look at Aston Villa. They hold. They owe me something because I really invested in a lot of Aston Villa players, and they did disappoint. Ings did score, so maybe he did not disappoint. But Martinez, come on, you were the clinched king. Like it was between you and Mendy, and I went for Martinez. Quite felt like Crystal Palace could trouble Chelsea, but it didn't work that way. So basically, I'm in a dilemma now. Obviously, I've learned a, a, a new like there are some players which I will watch out for. They're on my watch list now, and I search Canos, Ismail Sar, Dennis. Um, Edward Mendy, I really want so. I'm looking at that, that investing in that Jaden Sancho. I feel like he will come on now and um, start for United next game. I feel Roman Lukaku is same. So if you do have them, I advise you to keep them rather than selling it, selling them because I feel like there will be big investments for them. Like my captain pick for next week, I'm still going for my Bruno. I feel Paul Pogba. Pogba is one of those players where you want to put him, but I'm used to Pogba playing very well for like a game and the next minute playing shit. So, sorry, I said shit, but you know, he sometimes he does do that. And if um, so, we have to look be careful with that. One final interesting story. Well, okay, so this doesn't really consign football. So, I was really um sad today like i was having like quick headache i don't know i was feeling down and i always want to like tell people something like sometimes you you should just do things that make you happy whatever stresses you just leave it and do not stress yourself on on things on life that make you happy because unhappy and appreciate what makes you happy i don't know why i'm saying this but i feel like 
there's a medium I could talk about other things and just talk about when you should always be happy. Try and be happy. Never stress yourself with what doesn't make you happy. And you know what? Enjoy football because the fans are back. Um, the Premier League is back, La Liga is back, so sit down, do what makes you happy. Okay, some people want die have football fans, or go out with your family, appreciate everybody, appreciate but know your worth, don't stress yourself too much, care about yourself, and you know what, have a, have, have a nice week, I'll be back, same time, 1.30, dropping it, it's your boy Gibbs, I love you guys. I love everyone and what a weekend. I will end it with what a weekend. See you next week. Bye fam. Thanks.